don't know how my voice is going to go this morning. I'm not sick, I promise. You look, you're, a few of you are looking at me like, have you got COVID? <laughs> um, my voice has just been dry this morning and a little bit croaky. So I'll either um, be... I'll either be uh, coughing a lot or um, need to go to the bathroom halfway through the message. So just excuse me if that's the case. Just jokes, I won't do that. I'll just, no, no, okay, I've I've overshared too much. But um, hey, look, before we start, let's, um, let's focus our hearts and let's pray this morning. Jesus, we come before you. And um, sometimes the words that we hear can just be words, Father, but I pray this morning that you would just use me, Lord God, just as a vessel, Lord God, to be able to speak to the heart of your people, the people that you so very love this morning, Lord God. Father, I pray that our hearts would be open to what you want to speak directly to us. In Jesus' name, everyone said... Alrighty, so if you were here last week, uh, you would have heard Pastor Brendan's message, which was the start of this series, This Is Us, um, which was um, about being intentionally connected. And um, so we're going to continue on over these next few weeks with this series, um, This Is Us, and um, we're going to get a better understanding of who we are and what we value. And I don't know about you, I don't know whether you've actually ever been asked that question, what do you value in life? It could be respect, it could be honesty, it could be humility, and we can have a whole lot of list of values. Sometimes people have a big list, sometimes people haven't given it much consideration But it's important to determine what set of values are important to you as these will help develop you and grow you through life. You know, when people are looking for um, employment opportunities, they often look at what values a company holds and before long realise whether an organisation's values are evident in their culture. One of the areas in my life that I've realised that is an important value to me um, has been um, teamwork. How people working together as a team towards a common goal can have a really big impact. And throughout my life, I've had a lot of different teamwork opportunities. I remember working um, in retail in retail management as an assistant manager for quite a few years. And one of the companies that I worked for had a really heavy focus around KPIs, around key performance indicators or sales targets. And this area manager that we were working with at the time focused so much on how each person was or wasn't making, how much they were making, each person was or wasn't making for the company. And each person would be analysed on their performance around this. And I had a problem with this. You're thinking, well, you're in sales. This is what happens, you know. But it didn't align with my um, value of working as a team. It created a team environment which was competitive. 
team members were rushing to get a sale and they were annoyed with you if they were the one that had said hello to a customer and then you had completed that sale. It was in shoes and you might have brought out five different shoes, but they had said hi, so it was their sale. And um, it was so funny sometimes because you'd sometimes see people walking into the store as we do as customers, sometimes with a return, we have a bag and you'd see some staff members just casually pretending to just visually merchandise or something like that, pretending to be busy because they didn't want to have that money deducted from their sales target for the day. And so I really struggled with it and I spoke to the area manager about this and we discussed my concerns and my values and I discussed with her the importance of creating a team environment where we wanted to get over the line as a team, not just individually hitting a sales target. But we tried to work with the team on their strengths, allowing some people the opportunity to have a cracker of a sale, Other, um, others who really enjoyed um, you know, who were great at organising to be able to put lots of stock away. Others who had that sort of gift of design, they were really good at visual merchandising, to allow them to do that. We tried to create an, an environment where we could create, um, celebrate the team, not just individuals. And it took a little bit of convincing, but soon she saw the way we work together as a team, regularly hitting sales targets and actually enjoying our work environment as a team. And so I finished my time in, in retail and I was actually found myself sad to leave that team that we'd helped to create. You know, what we value matters. And as we're going through life, I think it's really important to remind ourselves of what we value. And as people of faith, biblical values help guide our direction in life and help us to live with purpose. I've found as God has grown me through my Christian walk, some of what I used to value has changed or developed over time. So what is it that Civic Church, a community of people who are passionate about the cause of Christ, value? What are some of our biblical values? I'm so glad you asked because that's what I'm preaching about this morning. You know, this morning I wanted to preach about um, just three of the values here at Civic. And these values relate back to being intentionally connected and, um, you know, they lead back to being intentionally connected to Jesus first so that we can function together as a body, having an interconnectedness with one another. And I think these values as well help us to intentionally connect to our world. So as a church, the first one we value, to make it easy so you can remember it, they're three Gs. And, you know, if I was going to call my message something, I'd, be called, I'd call it G'd up for 2023. Um, but the first one we value is being genuine. You know, genuine people know who they are in Christ. They are real. They are authentic. And because of that, it's easy to build trust with them. They're trustworthy. You know, Jesus desires each of us to be genuine people. And in the encounters I read all throughout Scripture, 
of Jesus and his interactions, he was genuine. He showed genuine love. He showed genuine care. And it's only by our connection with him that we can genuinely care for people. And, you know, I think we can sometimes think, oh, yeah, well, that's a simple point, genuine. I'm pretty genuine. We can all grow in our genuineness towards people. We can always grow in our love and our respect and the value that we show other people. If you think you've arrived in your genuineness, sorry, sorry to tell you, but you haven't. You're not Jesus. (laughs) That's a rude shock this morning to some. No, I'm just kidding. Um, You know, but a deep connection with Jesus helps us to love others and have genuine relationships. Is 2023, and I don't know if you've given this much thought of what 2023 holds for you, but is 2023 a year where it's time to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus? Deeper than you've ever been before so that you can grow in your genuineness and your love for others. Perhaps this year you really need to be reminded of his unconditional love for you. You know, church, you are so loved. You're so valued. And when we know that, we know that we can come boldly to the throne room of grace, faults and all, and receive his love because of what Jesus has done. When we understand how beautifully loved we are and who God created us to be, we then are able to genuinely love others. Let his word this year and who he says you to be, be the truth in your life. Let that love flow out of you to genuinely love others. Romans 12, 9 in the Passion Translation says, let the inner movement of your heart always, everyone say always, Be to love one another and never play the role of an actor wearing a mask. Despise evil and embrace everything that is good and virtuous. Are we genuine in our love towards others? Or are we playing a role and being fake? It's It's pretty out there, isn't it, in the scripture? What's the inner movement of your heart doing? Is it judging others? Or is it loving them where they're at? Is it accepting people the way Christ accepts them? Do you need to allow God to speak to your heart this morning about how to better love people in your spheres of influence? In your family? In your street? Genuine people give encouragement and mean it. I don't know if you've ever received a genuine compliment from someone. It just, it does something inside you, doesn't it? I've also had the other, though, where it's been a fake comment. I remember years and years ago, horse riding, and I saw this beautiful, like, thoroughbred horse, really shiny, really nice, and I was giving the girl a genuine compliment. Oh, wow, I really love your horse. It's beautiful. Now, the horse that I rode, I thought was beautiful, but it wouldn't have gotten, it was an Appaloosa, it's a spotty dotty horse, for those who don't know horse breeds. But all she said back to me was, 
oh, thank you. She didn't know how to take it. She didn't know how to take the genuine remark that I was giving her. I really like yours too. It was so awkward. (laughs) But if you had that before, if you had a genuine remark and then a fake mark, you can tell when genuine people give encouragement and mean it, gosh, it does something to you. You know, genuine people cheer people on and they throw out the competition. Genuine people show honour to others. Romans 12.10 says, Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honouring each other. Genuine people love honouring others. I caught up with um, one of my um, staff members this week through a civic assist capacity, was going to shout them. They were like, no, I've shouted you a coffee. They'd already talked to the person who knew what I wanted as my coffee. And they're like, I just want to do this because I want to honour you. And I was just like, that was so, so lovely. Genuine people take action and follow through with what they say they're going to do. I felt really blessed this week. I was chatting with somebody about a chopped caramel slice gluten-free recipe. Oh, come on. You're speaking my language, people. And um, this lady was saying to me, oh, you know, it's a, it's a recipe that I make sometimes. I'll have to give you the recipe. And I was just excited about that. I was thinking in my head, though, I don't know how much time I'm going to have to cook in the next little bit. So this lady messages me and said, are you on site on Friday? I'd love to be able to give you something. So I'm thinking, great, it'll be the recipe. So I go down there and she's like, and I've also made this for you. And it was a container full of the chalk caramel slice. It did make it home, but I ate way too much. (laughs) But I promise you I shared only a few pieces with the children. (laughs) But let's be people who are genuine. That meant so much to me. It was just a small gesture. But this lady did something that she followed through with the action that she said. She was genuine. Another area that we value here at Civic is generosity or being generous. You know, our God is so generous to us and he desires us to be generous with others. And being generous is a lifestyle choice. Generous people actually look for opportunities to give. They offer support and they don't wait to be asked. Generous people see life as an opportunity to give their time, to give their resources. You know, I was thinking about this and if our viewpoint is everything I own and all of my giftings, they all belong to me, then we're going to find it really hard to be generous. But if our viewpoint is my giftings and my possessions belong to God, They are a gift from him and he allows me to steward them. We will find it so much easier to give back to what is actually his. God gives us giftings to be able to use for his glory. He blesses us to be a blessing, not to stockpile and keep more for ourselves, not to keep our giftings hidden. If you want to grow in being a generous person, keep focused on Jesus and generosity will grow and flow from your heart. You know, 2 Corinthians 9, 6 to 8 in the voice says, but I will say this to encourage your generosity. 
The one who plants little, harvests little. And the one who plants plenty, harvests plenty. Giving grows out of the heart. Otherwise, you're reluctantly grumbled, yes, because you felt like you had to or because you couldn't say no. But this isn't the way God wants it. For we know that God loves a cheerful giver. God is ready to overwhelm you with more blessings than you could ever imagine so that you will always be taken care of in every way and you'll have more than enough to share. Generosity flows from the heart. When we continually fill our heart with the things of God, our spirit overflows and we can be generous to others. God provides for each of us so abundantly and I believe that we have more than enough to share, to give and to look for opportunities to be generous. Proverbs 11, 24 to 25 says, Generosity brings prosperity, but withholding from charity brings poverty. Those who live to bless others will have blessings heaped upon them. And the one who pours out his life to pour out blessings will be saturated with favour. Generous people have a heart that wants to serve others. They want to make someone's day a little easier. They see a need and then they fill it. I don't know if you, um, all of you know, but we have um, people um, that come and volunteer their time down at our Civic Assist Support Centre, which is on site here. They give their time in serving our community. Some of them are retired and are choosing to generously give back. Some have a day off work and choose to be there because they value being generous. And it's not just our support centre, it's all across our civic group where we have a bunch of generous people who cheerfully give their time. Are we people who are generous with our time? We choose where we spend our time, right? One said, yep, that's awesome. You know, there's absolutely seasons where we need to step back and we need to rest. And and if you're feeling any sense of guilt or shame here this morning, that is not from God. He loves us whether we serve or not. If giving of our time is done out of a sense of obligation, it's not generosity. We don't get our identity from serving. It's just something that we value. You know, for me, I actually choose to give my time as I know how blessed I am from God that I want to give back. I want him to use the giftings that he's given me to be able to help support others, not to keep them just for myself. And I think as people of faith, I think we should be leading by example here. People are impacted by our generosity Over the um, Christmas break and actually some of the holidays before that, um, the kids had decided with a lot of encouragement from their dad to do a lemonade stand. And um, they were out there with the help of some friends sometimes. One was in the kitchen brewing up the secret herbs and spices while the other kids were manning the stand or some of them were actually even out on a wobble board. That's right trying to entice customers into the street to visit this lemonade stand on a stinking hot day. 
And people were lovely and visiting, saying they saw the effort the kids went to and said, there should be more of this. At one point, the kids actually even had a drive-through service happening (laughs) with cars lighting up. I'm not kidding you. Um, But some commented, you know, it's so great to see the kids working for their money. You know, they were only charging a dollar for a cup. And if you know, we were paying, we don't have a lemon tree. So we were paying for the lemons. Anyhow, silly, silly of us. But anyhow, (laughs) we were trying to get get the kids to understand actually what you've made here and everything we've spent the money. I don't know if this is actually a good business model, but hey. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're only charging a dollar for a small and two dollars for a large cup. And we had the odd one or two customers who were trying to bargain a deal with the kids. I'll give you a dollar 75 for a large cup, one guy came up. Now, those of you who know me, I try to have, or I've tried to work on my facial expressions over the year. Yes. But, you know, my facial expressions were working really hard to not be like, really? You couldn't just buy the dollar cup? Instead, you just did a deal with my nine-year-old to get a 25-cent discount? (laughs) But the most impacting was the people who came up and would tip the kids. The kids were so excited to tell me all about it. Some gave $5, some gave $10 because they just wanted to give. Most of these people actually didn't even want to buy a lemonade. Maybe they were afraid it was poisoned, I don't know. (laughs) Or the kids had coughed COVID into it or something, I don't know. (laughs) But, you know, they'd stop in the middle of the road and they'd say, good on you kids, you know, I don't need a lemonade, but here's some cash. You might be thinking, well, $5 or $10, it's not really generous. For kids who don't have an income, that is generosity. (laughs) And I loved the heart in which they give. They were blown away. The kids were like, wow, mum, that's so nice. It's so, so, it was so lovely to see. You know, let's be people who impact our spheres of influence by being generous. There's so many ways that we can be generous. Why don't you cook someone a meal? Why don't you mow someone's lawn? Why don't you... um, Decide that you're going to help around the home more. Husbands and young people, I'm looking at you. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sometimes what I say out loud is my head thinking and I shouldn't say it. But, you know, you might not be able to afford, um, for for young people, you might not be able to afford to buy Shout Mama coffee, but helping her tidy the house or helping dad, you know, mow the lawn and then taking them a cold drink or making them a cup of tea. That there is beautiful. That's generosity. Why don't you take someone to the coffee shop, shout them a coffee, or as you're going to pick up a coffee, pick up an extra one and just let them know, hey, I'm dropping this by your work or I'm dropping this on your doorstep. Listen to them, somebody while they're having a hard, a hard day or they're having a hard week. Give some positive feedback when you go to a restaurant. Encourage the staff members Tell the chef, wow, that food was amazing. My mouth was just an explosion. You know, that kind of stuff, that's being generous with our words. Ask God where he would have you give financially. You know, with these appeals, it's the stuff that, you know, you're like, man, that really impacted me. Just have a look at your finances and just see. Is there a way that I actually can be generous? As Pastor Jason said, you know, A dollar can go a long way. 
Reprioritize your schedule so you can give some time. Start small and don't commit to too much too quickly. Sometimes we can be like, yep, I want to give, so I'm all in and I sign up for all these different things and we realise I've overcommitted. So use wisdom in that. Don't just do the minimum in your job. Be generous. Be a generous employee. It doesn't mean, of course, burning yourself out, but be an enthusiastic worker. The last one I want to speak about this morning is that we value being gracious. We value being gracious to one another. And and I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help with being gracious. (laughs) When I'm tired and I'm doing life in my own strength, I am not a gracious person. I'm irritable and I'm cranky and I can hurt people and I need all the help I can get from God in this area. When I spend time with him, I learn from his ways. You know, and and when I read the encounters um, that Jesus had with people, he is so gracious. And I desire to be more like him. I desire to speak more graciously to the people in my world. When we spend time with Jesus, we grow in our graciousness. Maybe you want to reflect on this morning. How do I speak to people? How do I speak to others when I don't agree with what they are saying? How do I speak to the car in front of me when they're doing 45 in a 60 zone? Yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear you. Not graciously. (laughs) How do you speak to staff members when your wait time for food in a restaurant has been much longer than expected? How do you speak to your family after a long day? Are our words sweet and gracious or are they harsh? Proverbs 16, 24 says... Gracious words are like honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the body. Gracious words show kindness, they show love, and they show consideration for others. Proverbs 12, 18 says some people make cutting remarks, but the words of the wise bring healing. You know, we can't control other people's responses, but we can choose to graciously respond to others. Proverbs 15.4 says, when you speak healing words, you offer others fruit from the tree of life, but unhealthy, negative words do nothing but crush their hopes. Gracious words are healing words. So how do we be gracious to others? I think, first of all, you can show respect to others. We're not going to agree with everyone. We're not going to agree with everyone that has a faith. We're each made unique, so we're going to have unique viewpoint. But it doesn't mean you can't show someone else respect. Another way we can be gracious to others is zip your lip on social media. Honestly, someone is going to read your post or viewpoint and misinterpret it. Often we write when we're sleep deprived and emotional and you're not able to speak graciously. 
Another way we can be gracious to others, which seems really simple, is get enough sleep. When I'm overtired, my soul is really loud and I'm not at my best. My words are not gracious. If you want me at my best, I need my shut eye. The other one is that we can work on our body language. Strong nonverbal skills matter. You know, there was a researcher of body language, a behavioural psychologist, Dr. Albert Merabian. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but that's okay. Came up with a 738-55 rule, and you've probably heard of it before. Only 7% of all of our communication is done through our verbal communication. Non-verbals, our tonality and our body language make up 38 and 55%. Does our tone, which makes up 38% of our communication, communicate grace? Is our body language and our facial expressions gracious? If I'm honest, sometimes I'm, I'm gracious to the people in the community. I'm out on street crew a lot and um, I feel like I'm being gracious. Well, I hope that I am. But sometimes when I get home and I'm tired, the way I speak to my husband and to my kids, my tone and my body language is not always filled with grace. So let's be people. Let's be known as a community of believers who are gracious. You know, we never know the full extent of what people have gone through. Let's be generous with our time, with our resource, with our money. And let's be genuine. Let's be known for pe- that we're people who genuinely care. Being genuine, generous and gracious with others demonstrates the love of Jesus to a broken and hurting world. Let's pray this morning. God, I'm so thankful that You love us where we're at. Father, but I'm so thankful that you have a desire for us to not remain the same, but to grow, God. Father, and I pray for each of us here, Lord, that as we reflect on and some of our own behaviours and, and how we've treated people, how we've even some of our own values in our life, Lord. Father, I pray through these that we would look to you first, that we would connect to you in a deeper way than what we ever have before. Because we know that deep connection impacts all aspects of our world. We know that deep connection will bubble up and over and will help us to be generous, will help us to be genuine and will help us to speak graciously to others. Father, as a church community, I pray amongst our relationships that this would be a year that, you know, if we haven't really got to know people or we only know people a little bit or only within a smaller group, that we would start to stretch out and that we would grow and that we would connect on a deeper level with other people as Jesus desires for us. Father, I pray for each person as they go out into their sphere of influence, as they go out into their school, out into their workplace, out into TAFE or uni, Lord. 
Father, that you would empower them to be able to show genuine care, to be able to show generosity and to be able to be gracious with people in their world. We love you, God. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'm excited. I love series. Sometimes when you get like a, you know, a short message, you're like, oh, I want to hear more of that. It's a bit like when you binge watch TV and you're like, oh, I didn't get enough of that. A series means that you get to have another little binge next week. And so make sure that if you didn't hear last week's message, that you jump on socials and listen to that. And, um, you know, that you make a point of trying to get here next week and the week after to continue on the This Is Us series. And team's going to take us out with one last song. I hope you have an incredible week. Thank you.